0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Update, Brandify's podcast, where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlison, Brandify's VP of Market Developments and Strategic Partnerships. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update.
1: Hello. In our first item for this week, Google has made a few changes to the Products tab within Google My Business. Uh, The first of these was pointed out by Colin Nielsen and covered in a Search Engine Roundtable article by Barry Schwartz. The update here is that we're now seeing uh, suggested product categories showing up in the products tab. So when you're prompted to uh, enter products within the products tab, you're also asked to indicate the category of that product. And Google is now pre-populating those product categories based on some kind of understanding of what it thinks businesses like yours probably offer. Uh, So Colin uh, came up with an example here where the suggested product categories include things like uh, spark plugs and uh, vehicle oil filters, uh, presumably for an auto parts type of a business. Um, so this is Google trying to help businesses populate these product um, lists a little bit more easily with these suggestions. The other update is something that I've actually noticed recently within the products tab for some of our clients where uh, Google is now prompting at least some businesses to explore integrating with Pointy, which is the Irish startup that Google acquired last year, which helps businesses upload their physical store inventories with a device that plugs into the point of sale system. So for some businesses, and it seems primarily multi-location businesses as opposed to SMBs, when you go to the Products tab now, you see an interface which prompts you to, uh, if, you ha- if your products have uh, barcodes, to check your eligibility to join the Pointy uh, program. If they don't have barcodes, you're prompted to add products as uh, before, uh, but if you do, this new pointy integration is being pushed now by Google. Um, it's been around for a while, but uh, Google seems to be trying to make it more prominent in, as part of its ongoing effort uh, to uh, get retailers to digitize more and more of their offline inventory and make it available for search.
0: Next Andy Simpson offers some advice on the local search
1: forum about
0: how to make use of the opening date field in GMB, a field that we've seen causing some confusion lately when it comes to situations like a business moving to a new location. As Simpson notes, the pop-up window for this field in the GMB dashboard specifically says that you should indicate the date when your business opened in that particular location. However, Google's help documentation states that this opening date field indicates how many years a business has been in operation, so there is some ambiguity. Simpson polled a few SEO colleagues, including Tom Waddington and Joy Hawkins, on this question. and The consensus seems to be that for chains and franchises, you should use the date to indicate when this particular location opened for business. But for smaller businesses, you should probably indicate when you opened the business. This version provides the user an experience that will make the most sense for customers viewing your profile. Years in Business appears in some instances in Google Maps as part of the preview information displayed about each business, but does not appear consistently for all users. Still, when it does appear, it can act as a trust signal for prospective customers. Some users have reported that Google is auto-populating Years in Business from an apparent third-party source. Simpson suggests it may be the Better Business Bureau, so it makes sense for
1: businesses to populate this field themselves. Next, we have a write up from uh, Barry Schwartz in search engine land noting that the GMB performance breakdown by device appears to be rolling out more broadly. Uh, we've reported on this before. This is something that was uh, showing up in a kind of a beta format in January, but now it appears that most users should be able to see this new device breakdown in the GMB metrics. The way you get to it is by um, navigating to the GMB insights tab and clicking the prompt to, to view the new performance metrics at the top of that screen, or you can get there through the new search interface uh, that allows you to click through to the performance screen. Um, it's the same, the same thing, uh, but two different ways to get there. Uh, there, well before there was an interactions chart showing calls and messages, and then below that, a list of keywords used to find your business. Now to the left of the keywords table, which now shows up on the right of this new chart, there is a... Um, a, a, a pie chart or a donut chart rather that shows a platform and device breakdown. Right above it, there's a count of people who viewed your business profile. And then in the donut chart, it shows the percentage and also a count um, given a, in a given date range of people who viewed your business on Google search, on mobile, Google search on desktop, Google maps on mobile and Google maps on desktop. So that breakdown is now showing up again for, uh, I believe most users should be able to see this. It also illustrates something um, which is spelled out in a new help page that Google has published, on these performance metrics, which is, uh, and I'll just quote from the help page, uh, Google says, a user can be counted a limited number of times if they visit your profile on multiple devices and platforms such as desktop or mobile and Google Maps or Google search. Per breakdown by device and platform, a user can only be counted once a day. Multiple daily visits aren't counted. So this was part of, and we've reported on this before, part of the move that Google has reported that they are making toward counting people rather than counting views. And in fact, the health, the help page points out that your... Um, Count in this new performance page of people who viewed your business profile may reflect a lower count than the views count in the old GMB Insights, which does not attempt to associate different views with a single person, whereas this new metric does.
0: Bright Local has issued its own commentary in the form of a blog post from Rosie Murphy on the potential ranking update that its Local Rank Flux tool captured on February 24th through the 25th. Murphy explains that Local Rank Flux tracks 14,000 keywords from a group of U.S. businesses to derive a day-to-day 0 to 10 score of how much rankings are changing. Scores above 2 indicate usual levels of volatility. Murphy notes that Google updates its core search algorithm more frequently than its local algorithm and is generally less informative about local updates. Thus far, there has been no official word from Google confirming that a local update occurred during this time period. In a survey of car dealerships and legal firms conducted by Murphy, most affected businesses saw a small fluctuation of one to three rank positions, but 20% fluctuated by four rank positions or more.
1: Next, we have a new WhiteSpark Weekly video from WhiteSpark's Darren Shaw, which explains that local rankings for businesses, in fact, change on an hourly basis and sometimes differ significantly according to time of day. Time of day is one of those factors we don't pay attention to very often. Uh, Another factor similar to this, as Shaw points out, is the browser you're using to search might affect the rankings that you see. Uh, Shaw, as far as time of day is, is concerned, Shaw did an analysis that removes all variables except for time of day from the rankings for a list of businesses, and the analysis shows that for the higher ranked businesses, rank positions are relatively stable. Uh, this, in fact, is very similar to a study that we reported on uh, from Miriam Ellis a few weeks ago, which showed the same thing that ranks. Rank positions are relatively stable uh, at the higher rankings, uh, but in the lower rank positions, uh, ranks rankings are very volatile and jump around a lot with businesses appearing and disappearing from those lower rank positions on a, uh, a pretty um, uh, a frequent basis uh, based, again, in this case, only on time of day. So uh, Shaw says the key takeaway here is to just know that rankings are, for many businesses are in a constant state of flux and that this fact is not necessarily clearly captured by rank tracking tools, which may only reflect a snapshot of how a business ranked at a particular time, but not the volatility that may be experienced over the course of a day which is one reason why overall trend is more important than any specific individual result, but it's also just something to be aware of. Uh, Shaw speculates that partially this may be due to the fact that Google is using artificial intelligence to constantly adjust its search results in order to improve their relevance. Uh, But regardless of the reason, it's uh, it's been clearly demonstrated here that uh, rank position really will depend on time of day, among other factors.
0: Lastly, Google has released an entertaining video that tracks the evolution of the search engine since its launch in September of 1998, featuring many well-known Googlers, including Danny Sullivan. In tracking the changes that have taken place since the initial concept of 10 Blue Links, Offering the most relevant search results available, the video emphasizes Google's observation that a link is not always the best answer to a particular query. It is for this reason that the company, over time, introduced features like image-based results and featured snippets. In the video, Google touches on local search more than once, marking the introduction of local results in 2007 and the launch of knowledge panels for local businesses in 2013. The video notes that the businesses receive a billion calls per year from customers clicking to call from a Google profile. That's a wrap on this week's updates. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the Weekly Update on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on the Weekly Update.